Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to a special Christmas edition of the What Is Truth radio show. We are excited to be with you this Christmas Eve morning. We're wishing for you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Blessed New Year. We'll have a New Year's show for you next week. But today we want to focus on the Christmas story. I'm Michael Caesar here in studio with my partners in truth, John D. Giuseppe and Mark Sassy. Good morning. Good to have your brethren. And, uh, you know, Pastor Ed put some beautiful notes together for us, and he had laryngitis, couldn't be here. We're going to follow his outline because it's a great thing because he's gone through the scriptures and considered the reality that, you know, families get together at this time of year. Uh, we uh, have the gifts under the tree. Uh, we'll uh, have some food together. Maybe we'll watch some uh, football or something. And, and you know, we'll call it our, our Christmas of family, a party or tradition. But the truth is Christmas is about the who. Who is Christmas about? Well, the name is right in the word. It's Christ Mass. It's about the birth of Jesus Christ. And as we know, all of our history is divided. Every time we pick up a newspaper or, or look at the date on a television report uh, or, or write a check, it, it, we're living in 2023 A.D., Anno Domini, the year of the Lord. God divided all of history by the coming of his son. And we're going to learn today that all of eternity is divided by the work of his son at Calvary. But the coming right here is what divides history. But we want to get you into the eternity of it. Now, in the Christmas story uh, began a long time ago. Uh, Christmas is about the greatest gift that God could give to mankind. Amen. God created Adam in his image and we know that in the Garden of Eden, back in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and his wife fell into sin. And what God needed to do was find a remedy for sin. And the remedy he had determined, even before it happened, would be his son, Jesus Christ. And the need for Christmas is here. We needed the coming of his son so that his son could conquer sin conquer death, and conquer Satan, the one that tempted Adam and Eve into sin. It's God's love that brought the great need to mankind. God so loved the world, he gave what he thought would be the greatest thing to us, his only begotten Amen. son. And so we'll Amen. look today at the scriptures. I mean, the whole Bible Amen. is about Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. Uh, there are prophecies about his coming in the Old Testament. God was preparing the world his nation, all mankind for the coming of his son. So we'll look yeah. at some of these great prophecies. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting. I tell, I tell the kids and young people, I says, you know, why do we give gifts? And this is just me. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. um, why do we give, why do you think we give gifts during Christmas? Oh, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, you think it's um, a tradition. It, it's a tradition. And I said, no, God gave us a gift. Amen. Amen. All right. And we try to do like God and give a little gift, but I want to you see the difference between what you get under the tree, the toys you get, what God gave us. Mm. Grandma and grandpa who, who are now with God, 
they got toys under their tree and their yeah. toys are gone. Yeah. Yeah. And the toys that you get today, they're going to break. You're going to grow out of them and whatnot. Right. But God's gift is eternal. Amen. And it's love. And that's what it's all about. That's what Christmas is Amen. all about. And that's yeah. why we give gifts to not so much until the kids to yourselves, but to each other. Yeah. To go ahead and say, this is a gift. But the real gift of giving, we're just people. We're just humans. We can't give the gift of grace. Sure. Except if we give them the gospel. Of we, course. I'm, ta- we, I'm talking to children. Yeah, yeah. we give physical, yeah. material things. God wants to give a spiritual gift, not under the tree, but in our heart. Amen. So yeah, the amen. ones under the tree are just a reminder that there's a real gift from God of eternal life. That's right. That's, that's offered right. to all. That's right. And, and you know, that's the way, that's the way I've learned to explain it to the, young, to the young people good. in my family. Very good. You Amen. know, Amen. but um, I'll start if you'd like. Sure. Okay. Let's take and, a look. Ed's got a wonderful outline here and he starts with Isaiah seven fourteen. we all love. And um, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Yeah. Now, this was given to the prophet Isaiah uh, back at a time when the temple was still standing. And again, a lot of people, because Israel was a religious nation, given their religion by God, and they were, I think, uh, traditionally uh, excited about the sacrifices at the temple. But God was showing them, I have a plan for you, which is greater. And and what I'm going to give one day is I'm going to give you a sign. Amen. And the sign will be a virgin is going to bear a son without a man. It's going to be my work. And and the name of the child will be Emmanuel. Which means? God with us. Amen. Yeah. That's what that it means. It means. Yeah. means God himself is coming down. That's right. Amen. And, yeah. and Isaiah, Mike, was written how many years before the birth of Christ? 700, 700 yeah, years? This is 740 so, years so, so, before, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, no, this is God's timetable, uh, folks. You know, and again, this is 700 years uh, before Jesus Christ was, was born. Yep. But sometimes you say, God, you make it wait so long. <laughs> yeah. and, and people say, why, why do we have to wait so long to see these things? But, you know, God is faithful. He's given, he's given not only you in your lifetime, but generations um, an opportunity to come to him, right. to understand him. And, uh, you know, this is the love of God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that whole thing about God coming down to mankind and being with us, in the next chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter eight, verse eight. I mean, how easy is that to find? Isaiah eight, 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 eight. eight. <laughs> and, and and it says, and he shall pass through Judah, he shall overflow and go over. He shall reach even to the neck, and the stretching out of his wings shall fill the breadth of thy land, O Emmanuel. Yeah. There it is again, God with us, two times right there in those two chapters of seven and eight in Isaiah, and it's something that's in the New Testament too. This, we were just reading the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 3.16, it says, For great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifest in the flesh. Now, you'll find that in a King James Bible, not in the other ones, not in the modern ones. They change it. But that's a critical, important verse, 1 Timothy 3.16. Absolutely. And I tell people sometimes just to remember that in the Psalms and in the book of Hebrews, it's Psalm 40, verse 7. And Hebrews 10, verse 7, where he says, Lo, I come. In the volume, it is written, in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Yes. Both of those, both in the Psalms and Hebrews. And God promised that he would come. It's a prophecy that came true. It's been fulfilled. Absolutely. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas, the coming of the Lord. By the way, that's interesting. You noticed in Isaiah, 
chapter 8, verse 8, when he's talking about Jesus uh, uh, and filling the breath of the land. And then it says, thy land, T-H-Y, it's your land, Emmanuel. That Israel, you know, we say it's the Jews. Well, actually, it's the king of the Jews' land. It's Jesus's land. Amen. It's it. God the Father gave him the land, and then and of it, course he's allowed to have his brethren, the, the Jews, live there. It's, it's his to and, give. If right, it's his to give. Yeah. And only and his today, to there's give. a lot of confusion. Lot whose of land confusion. is is Israel? It's God's sons. Amen. And that's what he's saying. And, yes. and when <laughs> Jesus went to the cross, the Romans put a title on that cross: the King of this the is, Jews. This is Jesus Amen. of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now I have a, a great verse here. Should I put it in my, my um, Charlie Brown voice? Okay. <laughs> but in, um, folks, you've heard this one in um, Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Again, another prophecy. God's giving a lot of these prophecies uh, to Isaiah to encourage him as the prophet to give to the nation because the nation was having a lot of trouble with the surrounding neighbors. And what God wanted them to do was not to look around, but to look up. Amen. By the way, that's what God wants us all to do. Amen. Sometimes we look around at our circumstances. We look around at the world. We look around at problems and God's saying, would you look up to me? Amen. Christmas. Remember there was a star that, that guided the wise men. They had to look up to see it. God that's wants true. us to look up today. But that's a great prophecy there, Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born. That's that's going to be the birth of God's son. But then it also says, and a son is given. Because the son of God's eternal. He was given from heaven. Amen. He was sent down to be born in a human body, but he existed long before the birth. From everlasting to everlasting, we'll see in another passage. Yes. So, so that's that's amazing. And the other thing prophesied here is not only will the child be born first coming, one day the government will be upon his shoulder. Can't wait. And that's that's the second coming of the Lord. Yeah. Can't, can't wait. To, yeah. And take uh, his land back. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and, and even right in that verse from Isaiah nine six, every, like John said, many people have heard that before. Yes. But right in there, he's called the mighty God. Amen. The everlasting Father. That's talking about that child. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So that That's verse right. that you saw in First Timothy three sixteen, God is manifest in the flesh. Yes. The mighty God came down and was born as a child. And yeah. the everlasting yes. Father. Wait a minute. I thought this was a son. <laughs> I and the Father are one. And there you go. John ten thirty. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So the next thing in uh, the New Testament, talking about the prophecy yes. of Jesus. In uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29. By the way, a great book for the listeners to look into if they've never looked in a Bible. Gospel yes. of John? Yes, Gospel great of John, book. yes. Yeah, great I mean, book. the focus of the Gospel of John is who is Jesus. And, and that's Christmas, what we're studying today. It's all about. Yeah, Christmas is about who? It's about Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And so in John one twenty nine, the Bible says the next day, John, that would be John the Baptist, he seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Yeah. And here he is showing up the first time coming down to earth as the Lamb of God. Why as a lamb? Because all through the Old Testament, the Jews sacrificed lambs for sin offerings. And here, yeah, and here mm -hmm. God's coming down as a lamb the first time to be an offering of sin offering, even though he was sinless. 
to take away our sins. Yeah, their, their offerings were temporal. They had to repeat them every week and every year. Yeah. This is a once for all offering. Amen. Jesus right. made it uh, 2,000 years ago. He never has to make it a second time. It's an eternal, full, complete it is finished, he said, That's offering. Right. Yeah. Amen. And, and it's, until the resurrection of our Lord, listener, um, all this is very Jewish. Um, Gentiles get to pick it up after, like, after the, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. God sent down a son um, for salvation. But the, to the Jews, when he came, they knew what it meant, the, the Lamb of God. You yeah. know, a Gentile wouldn't know what that meant at that time. That's why Jesus came unto his own at first. Yeah. But his own received them now. Well, well, it yeah. says you were reading in John chapter one when John the Baptist said that you were yeah. in verse twenty nine. But if you back up to verse nineteen, it's John the Baptist is out there preaching around uh, the Jordan River, not far from the city of Jerusalem. It says the Jews came to him, the priests, the Levites came from Jerusalem. They're listening to him preach. I mean, he's preaching about the Messiah promised in the Old Testament, and he points him out. There he is. Yeah. There's the Lamb of God. Amen. Now, the choice for these listeners was you either believe and receive what you've heard or you sadly reject it. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. Right. You had mentioned that it was a one-time sacrifice. Yes. For all time. Yes. And, you know, Hebrews in, in chapter 10, it really covers that yeah, in great. just a couple yeah. of verses. And it's right in Hebrews 10, 10. The Bible says, by the which, meaning this offering of, of the Son of God, by the which we will, I'm sorry, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, meaning on the cross, one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, and verse, and 14. verse 14, for by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. That's right. Amen. So why, why continue with the rituals yeah, yeah. when you have, when you have our Lord did all the work time once, to get, once time, for all time to get back to the Bible. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. We're going to go to, um, uh, John nineteen five, and it speeds the clock up over here because this is, um, this is why he came to us, um, our sacrifice. And, uh, we all know, and, uh, in front, he was in front of Pontius Pilate, and then uh, f the fifth verse of, of uh, chapter this is 19. the morning of the crucifixion, yes, right? Yes, he just had a fake trial, yeah, fake trial, yeah. and he's got a crown of thorns on him, and he's been whipped. And, and then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, These little Jews, he goes, Behold the man, yeah. And, um, you know, to me, and only me, after all the reading, is the, the most important word. In behold, the man is the, the, He's the, the man, the one He's and the only yeah. man. Yeah. You know, he didn't say behold this man. Yeah. Behold, you can behold the man. Yeah. Sure. And I just think that's a, a that's the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Writing that, and amen. There's another meaning, and, there. and another yeah. meaning there, amen. Like he's not just he was the Lamb of God, not just a Lamb. Yes. That's right. He's the the one important one that God accepts, and this is the man that. God wants us to behold through the eye of faith. And Amen. no man or woman after him. Correct. Behold the man. Yeah. The man. Once yeah. for That's all. It. For Once all eternity. For all. There he is. That's yeah. it. Right? This is uh, 2,000 years ago. And a little over 2,000 years ago. And anything after this, if you're studying, anything after this, he's whatever you're studying is not the man. Yeah. yeah. So Well, yeah. 
he's the savior. Amen. He came for a reason and he's the savior of the world. And a lot of people today, they take their eyes off of Jesus sometimes and they look upon Mary and the Bible talks yeah. about Mary in, in this Christmas story. And yeah. in Luke chapter one, it's Mary talking about this Mary. Is Mary talking about herself <laughs> yeah. in, in Luke chapter one, verse 46 and 47, it says, Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord, right? Gives him the glory. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior. Yeah. Let me say that again. God, my savior <laughs> out of Mary's own mouth, she needed a savior yeah. and recognize the need and rejoiced in the fact that God was providing and meeting that need through the one that she was carrying inside of her. She was told, thou shalt call his name Jesus. And Joseph was told, you, you use that name because it means he shall save his people from their sins. Amen. 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 And Matthew 18, he goes on and talks about um, the gospel accounts. Yeah. So Matthew... Um, now the birth of Jesus Christ is on this wise. When as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And he shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which be interpreted, is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. 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 That's yeah. that's the Christmas story. I mean, that's you the, can get Chris, straight the out of the Bible. Yeah. Well, you know, and again, again, it, you know, sometimes we think when we read even secular old history book, old books, those people weren't like us. You know what I mean? They're, those are different people and all. But no, he is a good man. Thinks he's marrying a good girl, and she's pregnant. Yeah. You know, that didn't go. In those yeah, days. Yeah. It really doesn't go this day. It, it yeah. doesn't go. And, and, um, and he did not want to make us in, in the Jewish law. Yeah. That's stoning. I mean, yeah, the only okay. thing he knew for sure is I'm not responsible for this pregnancy. That's right. That's all he knew. That's right. I, I'm not sure who is. So it must be another guy in town. I wonder who he is. is. So just, yeah. well, just think of the burden that they had as oh, a couple yeah. and, oh, um, sure. and, uh, and, uh, and they had to trust God and they had to, they had to trust God and that. But yeah. just think everywhere they went, I mean, he was, um, what they call him later, Mike? Um, Born of fornication. Yeah, a Samaritan. Samaritan a, a, basically, we're calling him a bastard. Yeah, they thought he was a bastard half-breed. That's yeah, what half everyone breed. thought of, of Jesus, know. that yeah. Mary must have <laughs> slept with some guy, and they said probably a, a yeah. Roman soldier. And just think, I mean, this, this is a, a man whose pride was hurt. Sure. That find out the woman he loved is carrying a child, you know, not of another man in, in the town, but of God. Okay. So that's even a, a bigger burden. Now, this is a you test know? of faith. Amen. I was just I mean, about to say, yeah. for Joseph, this is real test of faith. And he was willing to be very gracious with Mary about the whole thing when he yet was unknowing as to what the whole plan was. Right. And then Gabriel came to him and told him some more information. But uh, I'm going to pick up in uh, Luke 
chapter 1. You were just in Matthew chapter 1. Luke gives the account in Luke's gospel, chapter 1, verse 26. And here's more of the Christmas story. It says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, Well, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. I mean, that's a, a big chunk of the, of the story. And I remember, like you had mentioned recently about the old Charlie Brown Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. I think they read from Luke chapter two. Yes. Yeah, they did. And if you'll bear with me a minute, I'd like to repeat. That was the best part of that Christmas special. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was. You know? Well, they asked the question, does anybody know what Christmas is all about? Mm -hmm. I know Charlie Brown. Yeah. And then he reads from the Bible. Yeah. And, and, and that's how we'll find out what Christmas is all about. Amen. Jesus said, search the scriptures, come back to the Bible. You'll know the truth. Amen. Amen. And so for in Luke chapter two, I think this is the same passage that they read in, in the peanuts thing from yes. verses like one twenty one. And in this part, Luke chapter two, it says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. They're talking about that again now in 2023. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, and, and by the way, Jesus is coming a second time. That's true. Yeah. And, and this taxing, verse 2, was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold... I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all Amen. people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, mm -hmm. which the Lord hath made known unto us. Mm -hmm. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. 
And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things, pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, and it was told unto them. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named to the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, think about any time, listener, in, in mankind where the host of angels appear and, and sing and shout. Yeah. Where did God in the highness? Just think about it. If the Bills win the Super Bowl, you think that'll happen? No. Right? <laughs> no. Indeed, indeed, did that happen? No. 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 At the birth of God's son. That's right. It's yeah. a big deal, folks. Sure. This is yeah. a big, big deal. All of history is marked by his coming. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So we go up to, to John, and John, um, you've heard us uh, talk about this book many, many times, Pastor Mike, and, and, um, and, uh, Genesis starts in the beginning and John starts in the beginning, but uh, you can't see this listener. So we'll talk it through. If you haven't heard us say this before, John chapter one, verse one, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, if you read this in the King James Bible, the word word has a capital W Yep, and we know like a proper name would exactly. And we know when the word in the Bible has a capital W, this is talking about the word of God incarnate, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes, if you person. see the word word with a small W, you're talking about the word of God, the Bible, but I'm going to read it to you again. Listen, because listen to this in the beginning was the word Jesus and the word Jesus was with God and the word Jesus was God. Yeah. Verse two, the same Jesus was in the beginning with God. Yeah. Amen. So if you were to read the famous verse that opens the Bible in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now he just told you in John, he did like a mathematical, these two terms are equal to each other. The word is equal to God. You could rewrite Genesis in the beginning, the word created the heaven Amen. and the earth. Amen. Amen. He's Amen. the creator. See, it all ties in. People say it's confusing, but if you give it time and you ask God with a, with a, with a, with a soft heart, yes, show me these things. Yeah. He will. And it, he, he wants you to, to ask. He wants you to. Yep. And if you go up to uh, the same chapter, John 1, if you go to verse 14, and the word Jesus was made flesh yeah. and dwelt among us. And John says in parentheses, and we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, yeah. full of grace and truth. Yeah. No man can claim that, folks. Yeah. No man can claim that. And in the King James Bible, John three sixteen. You know, God's all over the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yes. Many Bibles take this out and just the only son. Do you know that if you uh, take the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a son of God. God considers sure. you a son of God. We have, we have three sitting at the table yeah, here. But we're not, yeah. we're not the begotten no. son of God. No. And that's a big word. Yes. And it's taken out of many, many Bibles. But it's in, and, and, and it's in the King James Bible and it gives us clarity. Yeah, amen. 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 Well... Now that you mention that, I have to mention John, I think it's one twelve, where he says, uh, for as many as receive him, him, to them gave he power to become Amen, the sons of God. Yep. Yeah. So that's what you want to do is you want to receive him. This Christmas gift, you need to receive him. Yeah. yeah. In your heart. Amen. That's yeah. what the Lord is talking about. You listen to the What is Truth radio show, and we're giving you the Christmas story. And the, the question we're looking at is, who is Christmas about? 
the who of Christmas has a name, and his name is Christ. It's Christmas. Amen. It's about, and Mas, I was told by uh, Miguel Hernandez, who speaks Spanish, Spanish fluently, said Mas means more. Christmas means more of Christ. Amen. And that's what we need. And that's what we're studying right here on the What is Truth program. You know, we're with you every Sunday. This is a special Christmas edition. We're wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a blessed new year. And if you enjoy this study and someone's missing it, you'll be able to go to our website. We are sponsored by a church called Grace and Truth Church. They got their name out of the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14, since the word was full of grace and truth, and that little church wants to tell people about the word in Jesus, they named themselves Grace and Truth. Just go to the website, spell out Grace and Truth Church, it's G-R-A-C-E-A-N-D, truthchurch.org, and uh, up will come the homepage, click the sermons tab, up will come a number of options, click YouTube, and you can re-listen to this Christmas special and have your friends listen to it too. We want you to receive the greatest Christmas gift, and so does God, and that's Jesus Christ in your heart. We're going to take a short station break. We'll be right back. Stick around for the second half of the show. Amen. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of the Christmas show for the What is Truth program today, this Sunday morning, wishing you all a Merry Christmas. And we're working our way through and we're seeing that it's not just a tradition or a food fest, or an opportunity to give gifts, but it all comes from the Bible, something God had been preparing the world for from the beginning of the fall of Adam and Eve, and every one of us is a child of Adam and Eve. Yes. It's our great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, our Adam and Eve. We're all sons of Adam and Eve, and God wants us to be a son of God, and in order to do it, he had to send his only begotten son to offer us an internal gift in our heart that could give us spiritual, eternal life, and that's what this is about, and we're studying through the scriptures how God has prepared people for it with the prophecies of the Old Testament and then given us the history of the birth and the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. We're looking at some verses here. If you have a Bible, come along, pick it up right now. We're in the Gospel of John. We're noticing that Jesus Christ came, and we're going to look at his life and why yes. his life came. And, and Amen. I mean, the whole thing about Christmas, you have to consider for a moment, why did he come? And, you know, when you consider the life of Christ, people think about the miracles and the healings and the following that he had and, and all that stuff. But let's take a look at the Bible and look at some real critical reasons Amen. why he came and what was it about his life. And if I just, Mark, before you go on, yeah. again, because just been witnessing to some people, the Jews should have got this. All right. You know, and, and listen to what you're hearing right now when Gabriel talked to Mary and, 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 and Isaiah talking, the Jews had these oracles and yes. they're blinded to this. You can some. understand yeah, some, some, most you could understand, <laughs> you could understand um, Gentiles like, well, what's this all about blood sacrifice and why is he a lamb and, yeah. and, and such? Well, they understood the Passover. They understood the lamb. They understood the sacrifices. They understood of a coming Messiah. 
it was all there and it all came to fruition here yeah. with the birth of Jesus Christ and even his life a little bit to the point of his crucifixion. Now the Gentiles, Paul goes out and starts preaching to the Gentiles. You would think that, well, you know, I, I don't know if I, I get that because I didn't have the Oracle of God. I wasn't brought up with that. But folks, you're getting it here. You have a Bible now that brings us all together. Yeah. This is a blessing. This is a, this is a blessing for you to, for to understand. But, but again, the Jews should have got this. It's prophesied here. And now after our Lord's crucifixion and resurrection, it's just a matter of, do you believe thou this? Yeah. Well, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It is so easy for you, Gentile. It is so easy for you. The Jews it's a are gift. Struggling. It's a yeah. gift. It's as easy goodness, as receiving a for gift. For goodness sakes. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you say, well, why? Well, you know what? We, we kind of been grafted in. You know, he says that the Jews are a peculiar treasure. Yeah. He says he still has his work with the Jew. He said they are a chosen nation. Yes. All right. But you know what? I'm going to graft you in. You know, you don't need to understand what I expect the Jews to understand. Yeah. But we're grafted in by faith. Amen. Yes. By faith. Amen. In, in his words. And that's why Amen. we're looking at his words right. in the Bible. Right. If, you know, from the Jews perspective, like you were talking about, they were a nation that had been conquered by the Romans. Mm-hmm. Imagine if America was a nation that was conquered by you fill in the blank. Right. Okay. If America is a conquered nation and you grew up as an American and now what are you looking for? You're looking for someone to kick out this invader to take over and and win the battle for us. Right. And the Jews were looking for that from their Messiah. Only there's two comings of the Messiah. The first coming, he comes as the lamb of God to take away our sins. He comes lowly, right? Mm -hmm. Humble. But the second time he's coming back and he's going to rule and reign and he's going, his wrath is going to go out on the unbelievers and the Jews at the time, they were looking for that mighty King to come in. That's right. So here we are in John chapter 10 and John chapter 10, looking at the life of Christ, he says, verse nine, he says, I am the door. Now consider that. People think that the door to everlasting life or the door to heaven, they might think of that as uh, St. Peter at the pearly gates, you know, from the movies or whatever. Or they might just think that it's your own good works or your own goodness that gets you through that door. But listen to the Bible. John 10, 9, Jesus says, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. He's the way. He's the door. Amen. Amen. And then you speed up. And he says in verse 10, I am come that they might have life. Amen. That they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. I mean, he had a purpose. Yes. He came with a purpose. And you, you are right, Mark. He was a great teacher. And John, I think you talked about the miracles and he did great miracles and he healed people that were sick and some people were blind and he gave them sight. But those people eventually got old and died. Maybe they died healthy. Maybe they died with 2020 vision, but they died. But the reason I've really come is that they might have abundant life, Amen. eternal life. And in order to do that, I'm going to lay down my life for them. And that's the key, Pastor, yeah. eternal life. Because the problem with, with our, our greedy secular hearts is that, all right, so what do you mean abundant life? And, and again, you got these uh, you got these Joel Osteens and all on TV leading these people. What are you going to do for me here and what now? You, yeah, what, yeah, here and now, here and now, here and now. Your and, best and, life and, now. Yeah, and, and I always make sure, and you've heard me say this before, you know, you get saved, you're not going to get checks in the mail, you're not going to lose weight in, in all these things. And that's what um, that's what the, the lustful man, the way our heart is, that's what we're looking for. And Jesus says they have abundant life, but they might have still been shepherds. What kind of life is that? 
right? He's talking about the real life. And you always say, we're going to be dead a lot longer than we're alive. <laughs> yes. Right? Life is life is, is short. short. Eternity's Eternity long. Amen. And Jesus tells us, no, no, wait. And that's why he says you have to have patience. You have to have long suffering. When either when you get the tap on the shoulder and it's time to, to, to pass away, or the trumpet sounds yes. and I pull you home, yeah. that's when your life is going to start. Have patience. I suffered for you. You're going to have to suffer a little bit in this life. Sure. Okay. I go to make many mansions. Where I go, you'll go go also. Yeah. All right. That's what he tells us. But, but he, we want now. But as he said in John chapter 10, and there's no a better thing to confirm and strengthen and plant our faith in are the very words of the Bible. And here, Jesus, if you have uh, 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 the gospel of John, a Bible with the gospel of John, words are read. Jesus is saying in John chapter 10, verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. If any man enter in by me, he shall be saved. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And he's talking about the gift of eternal life. He said in verse 28, I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. Amen. Neither shall any man, woman, child, religion, government, pluck them out of my hand. Amen. My father, which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one in our purpose and our work and a person. Yeah, we're, and, and, and there's our word again, the, the, that simple throwaway word, T-H-E. I am the, the door, the not good a shepherd. door, yep. one of the doors. I am the door. And he says, and again, in, in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. No man come unto the Father, but by me. Amen. And, and once you come, and it says, shall be saved, right there in John 10, 9. Mm -hmm. Pastor was just talking about, no man can pluck him out of my hand. Sure. No one's got power over the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and he says it another way in, in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 39. And he says, and this is the Father's will which has sent me, this is Jesus speaking, that of all which he hath given me, anyone who's saved, I should lose nothing, but I yeah. should raise it up again at the last day. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, um, Ed has, has over here to go into, it's a wonderful outline, Ed. Um, and um, thanks for letting us steal it from you. <laughs> make, make our life he gave us freely, willingly. <laughs> Shout out to it's, Pastor Ed. It's Agnor his Christmas present. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. But he has a, a 1837, John 1837. I want to back it up just a little bit and start. Um, to, to give the listener an idea of why Jesus is saying this. If you go to 33, um, this is what, again, the morning of the morning of the crucifixion. Yep. And when they were yelling, crucifying Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, art thou the king of the Jews? And Jesus said, said it to, uh, answered him and said, say thou this of yourself or did others sell it of me? And Pilate got a little indignant. He goes, am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Amen. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate said unto him, what is truth? 
Yeah. Boy, do we need yeah. truth today. Yeah, you know, because Pilate, as evil as he was, he knows that, you know, the whole world, not all Jews, it's <laughs> wicked, there's lies. That's what Jesus, but Jesus says, everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. But for this end, we're talking about, the, you know, we could go all over with this because it's wonderful. But when we're talking about the Christmas story, he was born, he was crucified. To this end, was I born. Sure. To, to have this end, to die this way, I knew it when I came down sure. here. I was going to die this way. I am going to be the sacrifice for mankind. The Christmas yes. story would be incomplete if all we talked about was the birth or the miracles. It'd be like, it'd be like um, any great uh, uh, historical character in the United States of America, Abraham Lincoln. Okay, the, the America loves the history of Lincoln and what he did in the 1800s. And, you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, things like that, that we celebrate. If all we did was talk about his birth and didn't talk about his life and his accomplishments, the story would be incomplete. And God's doing the same here. Yes, we celebrate Christmas, but it's only half the story if we don't look at why he came. Why was he born? Exactly. And I've had exactly. people, I'm sorry, Mark, I've had people say to me, uh, again, again, when you're talking with secular people and you're witnessing to them, and they, you've heard them all. So yeah. Why wouldn't he have done something? Why wouldn't, and I said, that is grace. Go, what are you talking about? He said, he said, if my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight? And oh boy, right? an old boy, and you thank God they didn't. He said that I should not be living to the Jews, but he could have, he could have at any time looked up to his father and say, no, you know, father, I'm done with this experiment over here, you know? And sure. boy, would we be in a state? Sure. Would mankind be in a state? But he did not call and he could have called. And he did not call his angels to fight. And you know, the, the other thing is, you know, why, why didn't he do something? Someone might ask. Well, as you read the Gospel of John, and it, and it lays out seven miracles, the seven most important miracles he performed, and with each miracle, a message by him to explain why he did it. He did things. And people back then saw it. But like he said to Pilate, I'm come to bear witness unto the truth Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice and believes the things written about me. There was a time in my life when I wasn't of the truth. I didn't hear his voice. I didn't believe the things written about him. It wasn't until I came humbly to receive that gift and now became one of his of the truth that now I do hear and I do read the miracles and I have no doubts about them because God recorded them. But we'll be skeptical and doubtful until we actually come to the scriptures and look at them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. And so important to look into the scriptures. Amen. You know, God wants us to do that. And this whole thing about the Christmas story and the fact of why did he come? He came to be the Lamb of God, the sacrifice Amen. for our sins, right? Because of the things that we've done wrong. Amen. And here in John chapter 12, verse 23, Jesus himself speaking, he, sa he, he answered them saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Yeah. John 12, 23. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except of corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. I think that's about the end of where we were going with that. John 12. Mm -hmm. oh, actually, he says, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. 
But for this cause came I into this hour. For this cause. That's why Jesus came. That's why he didn't yeah. call his angels. In, in John right. chapter 12, uh, for the reader, if you're reading through the Gospel of John, it says in the first verse, six days before the Passover. So this is his final week Yes, uh, in, in his mortal body. And he's going to uh, lay down his life on that cross and be the Lamb of God to take away our sin. And this is my hours come. And, and I'll be glorified in the final work I'll do. The greatest work I will do is to pay for your sins on the cross. That's, that's why he came. Amen. Amen. That's and what he's that's talking about. that's how he conquered death. Yeah. With the cross. You, you think about, um, you know, somebody being pulled and, and this happening to a regular person and they could be scared and they could be shaken like a leaf and, uh, or, or a, a really tough guy that's, you know, is trying to battle back. Yeah. But when you have the son of God, who could call his angel? Who made us? Yeah, he, he made us. Yeah, God, and, God and, in and, the flesh, you know, Emmanuel. Yeah, God and, with and us. And he knows, and you know, at any time he could bite his lip and just. But he didn't for this reason. Yeah, and it's got to be love because I couldn't do it. Could you have done it? I could. You know, greater love it, hath it, no it, man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's what he said. And I could do that for my family. I could step in front of a bullet. I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. For, for my family, I'm sure all you guys can too. Yeah. But can you be, how could you love somebody that humiliating you, they're beating you, you know, I mean, they're, rejecting, they're you. rejecting you, yeah. you know, and they don't love you. Well, you just said you would be willing to die for your family. What about for a bunch of prisoners that are in on death row? Would you be willing to die for them? No. I mean, the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died That's for right. us. Amen. Amen. So it has to go to Matthew 18, 11. And he said, this, for the Son of Man has come to save that which is lost. Um, and again, how, how is that going to happen? How are we going to save those who are lost? Again, when you're lost, these are people that are, that are groping in darkness. They don't know, they don't know God. In, in, in whether you're a Jew or a Gentile at that time or today, if you don't know God, the God of the Bible, the God of the King James Bible, you are lost. I was lost. We, all we, we were all lost at you one know, time. But you know, people fight you on this. Okay. Well, I know God and, and I believe in God and you believe in God, but you don't believe in what God said. I love when you say that all the time. You don't believe what God said. You know, it, it's, it, there's a difference. But he came, he says again, I'll say it again, for the son of man is come to save that which is lost. And if you go over to Luke 9.56, he says again, for the son of man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And I remember when I was a cocky um, non-believer, so save me from what? Yeah, because well, you didn't. Say, you know, save me from what? I got a good right hand. You didn't think you were a sinner. I didn't even think that. Yeah. You know, I mean, when somebody comes and says, that's why, you know, you careful when you witness to people, you know, are you saved? And, and if you're as dumb as I was concerning that. Sure. Save from what? Yeah. Nobody else, you know, and nobody's here coming to get me. Right. Right. But, but listener, you know, he said, from evil to come is from the wrath of God. Yeah. The wrath of God will fall on mankind <laughs> sooner than later. He's a holy God. Mm -hmm. We're just sinful people. That's right. And sinful people can't stand in the presence of a holy yeah. God. Yeah. And how many sins were in the Garden of Eden? One. Yeah. And they got kicked out from an innocent place. Sure. And heaven is a holy place. And it says at the end of the Bible that no sin entereth therein. No. That's right. Amen. Yeah. 
So you, you got both of those. Another reason why Jesus came and lived is he, he came to die. It talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and it gives us the gospel here in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Everybody's heard that Amen. term, the gospel, but here it's defined for us. It says, uh, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, which I have preached unto you. This would be Paul the apostle, which also ye have received and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye had believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. Here it is. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Pretty Amen. simple. There it is. Will you receive the gospel message? Amen. And if you can't, get your mind around us, listener. Make it your business, too. There's great teachings online. There's bad teachings online, but there's great teachings online. Uh, you could go to the teachings here. Um, you know, we're biased, but uh, one thing I will tell you, they are Bible-driven. They are based on Scripture. Anybody in our church stand up at any time and said, what chapter and verse did you get that out of? And they'll get answered. Amen. Okay. Another great teacher who, who's one of the best in the past century is Adrian Rogers. Amen. Amen. And, and uh, he... He puts things eloquently and yet simply, very easy to understand, uh, very plainly. Uh, and, and it's called Love Worth Finding is the name of his ministry. Yeah. Adrian L Rogers. LWF.org. There you go. Yeah. LWF. Love Worth Finding. That's a great one. And yeah. again, a plug. And again, our church, if you're familiar with, with uh, Pastor Mike's voice, um, you could hear us at uh, graceandtruthchurch.org. Yeah. And uh, to click on sermons, and we, we have a ton of them. Amen. Sure. And so, um, go ahead, Mike. Well, the next okay, thing is next, about his sinless life. His sinless life. And now in Hebrews um, 4.15, Paul says, we, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are, Amen. yet without sin. Amen. And then he goes on to say, this is great. So let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may have turned to mercy and find grace to help in time of need. He's telling us, us minions yeah. that have this belief, that believe that Jesus died for our sins, that he was a high priest. Don't want you to get confused. This is the book of Hebrews. The high priest in Hebrews is Jesus Christ. That's the high priest sure. in, 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 in the kingdom of heaven, right? And again, he says he cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He understood. He pained. He loved. He cried. There's a verse, which was, Mike, it's the shortest verse in, in scripture. It says, Jesus, Jesus wept. wept. Yes. Yeah. He cried. God cried. Why would he cry? Okay. Yeah. He felt, you know, but he did not sin. He did not, he did not revoke. He did not, he did not get angry and whatnot. And because of this, and we believe this, he's saying that we therefore can come boldly under the throne of grace. We could walk up there like George Jefferson, right? <laughs> yep. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. 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 I mean, he was called the high priest in that fourth chapter and he is pretty high right now. He's sitting at the right hand of God. He can't Amen. get any higher than that. Right. But, but it says that we have a high priest uh, who is holy. He is harmless. He's undefiled. He is separate from sinners and he's made higher than the heavens. And he's able to 
uh, make intercession for all people. Uh, that's that's the high priest God wants you to have. When I grew up, we had lots of priests, yeah. and there were pedestrian priests. There were higher priests called monsignors. There were higher than that called bishops and cardinals, cardinals. and popes. But the thing about all of those, they were men. They, they, like the other priests in the past, they had to offer up sacrifices for their own sins and then offer them up for the people. But this high priest, Jesus Christ, is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. That's God wants him to be your high priest. Amen. And the only, and the, listen, the only person, and you know, you go through life, we all know this. Jesus says, if you look on a woman in lust, you've committed adultery. If you, if you hate, in your heart, another man, you've committed murder. And you say, well, goodness grace, how, how, how could we, how could, you can't. Then God knows you can't. Sure. But you have to be holy because I am holy. Yeah. And I'm going to give you something. I'm going to come down. Sure. I'm going to walk this earth as Jesus Christ. I'm going to let them sacrifice me. I'm able to do it. And the righteousness I have, I will give you. You could grab on to my robe of my righteousness, basically Amen. explaining it that way. Amen. Well, that, that's Amen. God's wonderful plan of salvation. Amen. That he's the savior, not us. Amen. And he gets the glory, not us. Amen. And, and the fact that he's the savior of the world, we'll find this in a couple of different verses. In Luke 2, 11, the Bible says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a savior, which is Christ the Lord. He came to be a savior. Yep. We're not, we should not try to save ourselves. We are not. That's our sin. Yeah. That's our sin. Yeah. So we need a savior. Amen. And until you recognize you're a sinner, you don't really understand that you need a savior. But if you spend a little time in the Bible, you'll understand, like you were talking about, yes, we are sinners. And then, and then as as Pastor Mike said, when in the Jewish, in the Jewish religion of Judaism, the high priest had to go in and, and uh, sacrifice for himself first. To yeah. cleanse his sins, right? He's going to do the sins of the people, right? Jesus bypassed that step. He, there was no need for that. Yeah, Amen. And, and so he's the Savior. It says it again in John four forty two. This is Jesus speaking. He said unto the woman, "Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves." Oh, this is not Jesus speaking. I'm sorry. These are the the friends of the Samaritan woman that he yes. just yes. Uh, yes. led to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got mixed up. And then so for we have heard him ourselves, and we know that this indeed, this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. Yeah. And then Paul the Apostle writes about it in Philippians chapter three, verse twenty, where Paul says, he says, Our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know, you were talking about dying and how life is short and eternity is long. This next verse, Philippians uh, chapter 3, verse 21, he says, Who, speaking of Jesus, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, unto the workings whereby he's able, able even to subdue all things unto himself. A Amen. new body. Sure, that's Amen. one of the great promises I mean, the, the present that God has now is a present placed inside your body of spiritual life. But then what he wants to do is he wants to wrap that present himself with a new, glorious, eternal body. That's the hope that we have. And, and the truth of the matter is, uh, until I came to the real Christmas present of Jesus Christ at the age of 39, I was afraid of dying. Amen. But now I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, now that I'm his and no man can pluck me out of his hand, that one day when my body 
does fall off and go into a grave, my soul will be wrapped with a glorious eternal body, amen. just like his, you know, yeah, the yeah, resurrection. 20, uh, 20 years to uh, this month. Amen. I can't tell you that 20 years this month that I've been saved. <laughs> Amen. 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 And that's best why 20 years of your life. The best 20 years of my life. A little, <laughs> confused, true, little confusing at first, but, um, but it was worth, it was worth the work. So anyway, if you go back, coming back, Titus, Titus 2.13. So we look forward to that blessed hope and Titus and, and Paul tells us in Titus, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our savior, Jesus Christ. That's what we're looking for. That's how it's going to end. He says to Martha, but you know, even his own people, when Lazarus died, his sister said, she said, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection. And Jesus, in fr- I think he was frustrated. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Amen. And Amen. so what we're winding up the show was a great show. We want y'all to have a Merry Christmas. God wants you to have a Merry Christmas. And and what does the Christmas story mean to you personally? Well, here's what God uh, means. Paul told the believers at the temple in the book of Hebrews, by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. We have a strong consolation. We who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us, which hope we have has an anchor of the soul. It's steadfast and it entereth into the veil. It's sure. God wants to give us a sure assurance. And what he did was he allowed his son one day to look out to a crowd in the gospel of Matthew. And he made an invitation. And that invitation is for you today, listener. And here's what Jesus says today. The the Jesus that was born a little boy, the Jesus that lived the sinless life, the Jesus that went to Calvary's cross to pay for your sins, the Jesus that now sits as the high priest in heaven and calls out to you, says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. God wants to give you the rest of eternal life that's found by Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus? Who's Christmas about? The who of Christmas is Christ. Amen. And God wants you to have more of Christ. Merry Christmas. Our New Year shall be next week. Till we see you, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.